Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Sarah and welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. Alongside me, just like every single week, is manager Jacob. And just like every single week, very curious. What are you eating or drinking this okay, week? Okay, Sarah, this is our first episode that we're recording back because we just had our New Year New Us podcast. Come Actually, out last it was New week. Year Same Us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably more yeah. accurate. Uh, but you know what? I was talking a lot about snacks the last half of the uh, year. I'm changing it up. And I'm starting this year off with a little bit more rest, a little bit more focus on self-care, I you might say. I love that for you. So I, they, listen, they've been trending all over TikTok. I even saw Izzy. Izzy is here. And she, I saw her TikToks. Go check these out. Uh, she posted that she was just drinking a Sleepy Time cocktail. People love these. I tried them. Basically, it's a little cocktail, mocktail. I should say that you drink just before bed to kind of help you wind down. Some people put a little ginger in it. Some people put a little sleepy time tea, which is, I think it's just a blend of like chamomile tea and like a few other things. Mm-hmm. And then the main ingredient, a lot of the time, what I tried, uh, shout out Jake Musser, my client in New York. He was back in Colorado with his mom. I watched this video. His mom put together this sleepy time drink, cranberry juice, like a tart cranberry juice, mm-hmm. and then just magnesium powder in there. Listen, magnesium is apparently the new melatonin. So if I you want to like knock put, yourself out before you bed. Now, okay, I thought that that's was, what was maybe going to happen. I was a little nervous the first time because I like put a big heaping scoop of this uh-huh. magnesium powder into my orange juice. And uh, I was like, am I just going to like pass out now? No, mm-hmm. that's not the case. But I did have a much more restful sleep. I woke up and I was like, whoa. Do you think it's placebo? Do you think it actually works? I don't even want to look up the science to know because <laughs> no. I, I'm desperate for good working, sleep and true. it was working. So that's I'm, kind of I like how I use like, I use like melatonin bath stuff to oh, make really? me go to sleep. Yeah. Like, okay. 
sleepy time baths, I guess. Maybe I should try these mocktails. I'm not on that side of TikTok, but now that we've been talking about it, I'm sure they will be all over my free page. So I'll have to try. You go home and you'll check it out and you'll be all over. What about you? What are you eating or drinking this week, Sarah? Over the holidays, I officially joined the Stanley Cup. Did you? Cult. Is that what we should refer to them I as? Think the Stanley so, Cup a cult. cult. Yeah. You see those videos of people like running through Target to go get them? The Absolutely new, like, same. the Valentine's the ones. Valentine's the ones. Red and pink or whatever. I want to yeah. know how many people, like, how many cups those people have. Anyways, Tara got me one for christmas not my birthday jesus's birthday and it was <laughs> <laughs> what is true and so i got one of those ones it's got the straw i'm big on straws in a cup i'm a big water drinker i drink like oh it's four. got one of those nubs that like holds it in yeah and then it just like flips over and then it like yeah, holds yeah, yeah. it i can carry it around like this <sighs> green oh, obviously of Why I even ask? well so the whole thing was she was like my water bottle was yellow and she's like it doesn't make sense for you to have a yellow water bottle yeah anyways i love my stanley cup i get the hype i thought everyone was just overreacting to a cup so what but is now it I understand. Like, what? I, I it's like a one. thermos but it's a cup and it has a little straw in it i don't know i'm just i'm part of the cult now i don't really understand why but i love it do you it's, go on walks with it and like it's I so don't, big it's I a could, good like it's a personal know what, though? I, literally I, you well. could kill somebody <laughs> with it like when i swing it i'm like oh i could like knock somebody out i with know this. maybe if like there's a little like toss up on the soccer field or something like that you just whip <laughs> up and be like uh, i'm a stanley <laughs> oh girl actually i'm like, a stanley girl off. actually a stanley girly is what it feels like <laughs> i know uh sarah what about what you're reading or watching to kick the year off here i haven't started reading anything yet but it's not going to be a reading like slump like last year. I already know it. I got a bunch of books for Christmas, so we're going to get through that. But the blockbuster rom-com is back, everyone. I'm very happy to report that Anyone But You is worth the hype. Really? Okay. I literally have never got so many replies, I think, on an Instagram story in my life than when I went to go see that movie and everyone's like, we need a review because we need to know if it's good or not. I just think the marketing was bad. Dear Sony and this people the, that the, like it was an ongoing PR stunt, right? Yeah, but, like, 100%. They're in a relationship, Sydney Sweeney and what's his name? Glenn Powell. What's his I can I always blank on this guy's name. Listen, he's great. Celebrity crush since Scream Queens. Actually? Uh 100%. <laughs> most charming man in America Do you or buy the them world? as a couple though in the movie? No, uh in yes. Okay, I I don't love Sydney Sweeney personally. I think she's one tone. Like she's Did the same character Euphoria? and everything. Uh I've seen Euphoria some okay. episodes, but I watched her in White Lotus and she's kind of the same character Ooh, in this, okay, but Glenn yeah. Powell is so charming and incredible. The script is actually really good. I'd say it's more calm than rom. It's a calm rom oh. than a rom-com. Okay. Like it is a rom-com, but it's like the comedy actually comes first. I laughed and giggled and kicked my feet like a little schoolgirl the entire time watching it because <laughs> it was so good. Uh, there's some steamy scenes. Crazy. Okay. But it was really fun. And I loved being in a movie theater, just like going with your girlfriends to like watch a rom-com. I feel like, that, like you don't do that anymore. It's like you watch it on Netflix and you text about it. Yeah. And, and you know what? I was scrolling Netflix the other night, like on the this past mm -hmm. weekend going through and there are a lot of older rom-coms yeah. right like stuff that you would go back to as a classic to rewatch. Yeah. not a lot of new rom-coms that are good but glenn powell's in good new rom-coms watch set it up if you haven't seen it another all-time favorite rom-com that's on netflix okay anyways glenn powell is single-handedly carrying rom-coms on his back again the movie was great i will probably actually go see it again in theaters because really? it was that fun yeah it was so fun like why not and i love looking at glenn powell so why would i not go watch <laughs> it again what about you Okay, it's also in theaters right now and Very it's probably vibes. the exact opposite <laughs> of, of what you've been watching, but it's The Iron Claw. I saw it too. Did you? Oh my God. Cry? Did I, you cry? Okay, I went into it. I shed, I think, two tears. Yeah. Two, two single tears? Yeah. I'm not a big cry in public person though. I okay. still, that's a barrier I still have to break okay. through. Okay, um, got it. Especially if I'm snacking on something, it's tough. There's <laughs> the too, balance of like... Focused. The suspension of disbelief is tough when you have like a pocket full of those red Swedish berries. Got it. Okay. okay. So, uh, but Iron what Claw. a movie. Did you go in blind? Like you didn't know yes. anything about I, it? Okay. The only thing that I'd seen, 
Obviously, I knew who was in it because I'm a big fan. Of I'm Zac a big Zac Efron, Zac Efron fan, first of all. Especially High after this movie. But especially after this movie, he's like actually. Yeah. No, but that's what I was gonna say. It's like when you you know you go into something and there's a there's an actor that you know from such a big mm-hmm. movie or a big series or something yeah. that you like you're clearly like you're clearly Troy Bolt. Yes. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. This the suspension. Speaking of suspension of disbelief, it was so easy. To watch him as this character yeah, exactly. because he was so good at it. I know. And it's a well-written film and just, it's so well done. It's also- So sad. Extremely sad. <laughs> and, and tragic. That was the only other thing I knew before going into it was- That it was uh, like that a there's like, it's kind of There's kind of a gut punch at the end. And that's yeah. what I knew and it's sad. And then it was like gut punch after I know. gut punch again after and again gut and again. punch. But I don't regret going to it. And no. it's one that I would see again. It was like, exactly. I think I would see it again too. It was great. I I do think it was a movie that would have been amazing as a limited series, where you yeah, could have done each yeah. of the brothers as like an episode or something. Just because like yeah. there were still like so many questions I had that I just ended up googling after. Mm-hmm. But Iron Claw also great. There's been some great movies in theaters recently, so it's very exciting. Yeah, honestly. Uh, what are you listening to, Jacob? We actually wrote the exact same thing down. Three, okay. two, one. Tate, Tate McRae. But you want to start because you said Tate yeah okay McRae I was writing two, these notes down and I didn't see you, you I didn't know that you had written something down yet and I wrote Tate McRae part two because I think one of the previous episodes you went on a rant a couple one, weeks ago yes I went on a, a positive Tate McRae rant and are you about to go on a negative one no oh okay, I'm good. just gonna double down Jeez, on okay. my Tate, <laughs> okay. Tate McRae hype uh, fan fandom, <laughs> fandom <honey>. um, <laughs> Not a lot of music is released in the period between Christmas and New Year's. It's a busy time for people. They're not mm-hmm. listening to a ton of music. And mm-hmm. if they are, it's Christmas music, let's be honest. So a lot of new stuff doesn't get released. Yeah, uh, That's been the case for the last few weeks, I think. So I was like, what am I going to be listening to right now? Just Tate Guess McCray what on I repeat. keep going back to? Tate McRae. Tate McRae. On repeat. I do, I'm doing the exact same thing. I like had listened to it when the album came out and I just like keep going back to it. I listened to it on my walk to work today. Yeah. It's like such a good like hype up album. What's Okay, what's the song? What is your go-to song? Uh, The X's one. X's, yeah, yeah. X's is huge. I've started listening to Think Later. Think Later is also very Again, good. Again, I was like. My issue was I just woo, listened to the I'm album. I'm just in the wrist with the door locks. <laughs> I just listen to the album like you know when you listen to an album it's just like repeating it like on shuffle yeah so I actually yeah. don't know what any of the songs are called but but it is I'm gonna double down on this as well it's hit after hit after bangers hit. only and especially for a long album pop artist it's tough to have a, like just every song and do you want to what we have to acknowledge Izzy because Izzy has been asking us to talk about Tate McRae and listen to Tate McRae for like a, well, since the podcast started like a not, year ago and now. not just talk about or listen to Tate McRae, but have Tate McRae on this podcast. Izzy's been this trying to like, do that for months. This is our manifestation. That we're going to get Tate McRae <laughs> on the podcast. And Izzy's been saying it forever. And then we really just hopped on the Tate McRae train, like full speed. Like we both knew who she was and we're listening to her. But full <laughs> speed on the train recently. Like yeah, we're in sure. first class on the VIA with her now. So Izzy, shout out Izzy. No, I'm Izzy's... shoveling coal into it. I'm, <laughs> You're I'm only making... like making the train <laughs> yeah. get going. I exactly. love that so much. Uh, Sarah, somewhere you went recently here. I went to the happiest and possibly most stressful place on earth walt disney world if anyone has not seen sarah's like basically vlogs from this entire trip go back (laughs) it was an experience binge watch them right now it was an experience it was a trip not a vacation that's for damn sure so we went for tara's birthday where where else would you want to celebrate going into the last year of your 20s than disney world i will say i don't know how people do that place with children i only went once when i was eight years old my family didn't whatever and i guess we focus more on the characters and stuff but with kids doing rides and stuff with how long the waits are and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know how you would do it. And like keep kids and like 
it just sounds like a stressful experience. I got so many strollers and little scooters in the ankle while I was there. Oh, really? Like an alarming amount. But the group was great. We were all in on like going early to rope drop and all these things. We had like the lightning lane passes. And we were like running around. We did the drink around the world at Epcot, which if you don't okay. know, <laughs> Epcot has 11 countries and you get a different drink at every single country. I will let the listeners in on that. I did not get an individual drink at every single country else. I would not be here to tell the tale. But we did share drinks for like most of it. So we could actually do the drink around the world. And I was actually impressed seeing how many themed cocktails there were. We got a that, themed like, cocktail at every single What place. was your favorite one? Um, the Norway one was really good because it was like a Bailey's iced coffee situation, Ooh. which was so yummy. And then there was also the Violet Sake in Japan was delicious. Okay. It was and so yummy. fun cups everywhere you went as well. So much fun cups. Yeah. And except for the one, the most stressed I've ever been in my life. We like really, the back half started to like take our time in each country and i'm like guys the park closes at 8 30 like we gotta go we yeah. gotta go and we got to the uk we're in this pub that literally looks like it was called rose and crown and it looks like any other pub i've been to in the uk we get our drinks and we hear the bell go for last call and we just look at each other like we have to make it home because our whole thing was we're like we have to make it home which is canada because we started at mexico and went Cinderella, the other way around hello also ty and disney let's go Ex exactly before like <laughs> oh my god i never even thought of before this like strikes midnight I start running with these drinks to make it to Canada and I'm like out of breath. And then we got like the last couple of drinks at Canada. Thank God. So we made it home. We did it. It was a success. Amazing. If you're going to go to Disney as an adult, you have to drink around Epcot. It okay, was I was going to say, what, if you're going to give one recommendation for someone who's just going to do Disney, not get, just a get the, the genie world, plus like. lightning lane, pay for it. It's worth it. It's the only way to go on any rides. That's really? my one recommendation. Uh, okay. We did 11 rides a day as opposed to, I think people do two or three. And then you just crash at night. Oh, I was in bed by 9.30 p.m. Yeah, I was I'd be like, night. I'm overstimulated right now. I gotta get I'm even here. overstimulated right now, and I'm probably going to get sick this week. <laughs> what summer you went? Okay, mine, again, is almost complete opposite of what yours was. <laughs> talking about... Uh, <laughs> House of Mouse. <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out to Toronto, the Art Gallery of Ontario, the AGO is here. I went there uh, with Haley, and yeah. Keith Haring has an... Or is there's that, a Keith Haring exhibit on right Is now. that the guy that makes, like, the mice, though? Like the, makes they're, the like, look, mice. Don't they look like mice? No, that's Koss. Oh, K-A-W-S. Keith Haring? Keith Haring is like a pop uh, artist that is no longer with us from New York. Oh. Friends with like uh, Andy Warhol, oh, Basquiat okay. and all those people. I don't, I don't know art, so. Really good. I mean, if you like Keith Haring, you like Keith Haring. Okay, If you cool. don't, you probably would hate going. Uh, <laughs> but it's a worthwhile exhibit. Sometimes the exhibits at a museum, you know, special exhibits, you go and it's like three pieces and it mm -hmm. doesn't really, you know, tell a cohesive story and it's a little bit of a waste, I would say, if you're interested in this one go check it out because there's a ton of ton of good cool art and it's uh, a good way to spend an afternoon especially because it's been gray and rainy here in toronto um but yeah just go check out a museum in your city i love that and finally tell me something that you did this week okay you know new year's eve happened it did happen when this is coming out i think a couple weeks ago a lot of tickets were out there for special Expensive events tickets. did you see the rom was like yeah. I feel like it was a thousand dollars, not even open. It bar. was more expensive than going to Prime Seafood Palace with Maddie Matheson. I, right. Like it was literally like it right. was like three hundred dollars. And you know what? A lot of the times when I've gone to a ticketed event, it's been a disappointment. And because the expectations even, are there. Yeah, even with a house party. So like this year, Haley and I we stayed in. We just made dinner, chilled. Aw. Played Uno. Shout out Uno. That's nice. And then we went to Cute. bed. Guess what? It was great. What time did you go to bed at on New Year's Eve? I think probably like 12 uh, 12 minutes after 12 probably oh 
<laughs> I wish. But it was a good time. I was like, you know what? I woke up refreshed. I don't know if you can tell by the cadence of me speaking on talking fast that I have a good amount of energy this year. I like that. Uh, you that, went like calmly into the yes, new year. exactly. Like how we talked about going calmly into new months. I like yeah, that. So that's the start of my year and something I did that was a little bit different because I've, you know, a lot of the times I might have in the past gone out and drank five bottles of champagne myself. I, that um, was more so what my experience was. It was at, <laughs> I was at my home. Like I was in the comfort of my home with slippers on, but my friends did not leave my home until like five in the morning. And then oh, you can't, damn. it's hard to kick them out. Yeah, it is. You know? so it anyways, is. Uh, I, what about something you did? So literally today... <laughs> For the first time, and if any of my CBC fellow colleagues listen to this podcast, I actually don't know if any of them do, uh, you would know that this is a big deal for me. I cleaned my desk. That wow. seems like a very small feat. But for me, um, who has had a bowl, a dirty bowl, sitting at her desk for legitimately seven months. Wait, what was in it? It was like, it was old crusty Thai food or something. No, it wasn't full. Like, it's just like I had ate out of the bowl and then it was like. <laughs> but it wasn't like you had chips in it or something. No, 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 This no. was growing bacteria. No, it, it actually, <laughs> I would always check on it. It didn't have bacteria you in it. You check on it. I mean, you check on it. <laughs> I finally cleaned it today though. That's not the point. You like open the drawer and say, I'm how you doing, little buddy? <laughs> I'm trying to share that I had growth and you're just like Okay, no, sorry. You know what? I'm just going to encourage you. You're I right. cleaned uh, my entire desk. I got rid of all the pointless crap. I had seven full water bottles. Seven full water bottles at my desk. Got rid of all of those. Not plastic. Like reusable water bottles because yeah, yeah, I just yeah. kept bringing them. I set up a little coffee machine. Now I have Sarah's Coffee Corner okay. with a little Keurig action with all these little cups. We love it. We love so it. now people can come and talk to me at my desk with my little chair and my little. Anyways, excuse for a little chit chat. How does it feel? Exactly. I feel like a weight. I feel like because I did it at the end of the day today before I came here. I feel like it will be a weight off my shoulders when I go back into the office in a oh, couple days. There's nothing like when like I roll that. up to my clean desk. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna be like, "Who sits here?" They're gonna know it's me. That's pretty. I'm sure with that bowl <laughs> gone, but that's huge. Okay, well, I withdraw my chirp and I pass on congratulations. Thank you. I Our guest today shares everything from skincare tips to gift card roulette, vlogs, and technology with her rapidly growing audience. Much like myself, she's a hard time sitting still, and I can't wait to hear about her newfound journey of self-employment that she's on. Please welcome to Talking Fast, Kate. Hey, thanks so much for having me today. Thanks for coming. Um, so today was actually like officially your first day on your self-employment journey. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. How does that feel? It is bizarre. It is Monday and I got to choose when I woke up. Oh, I love that. I didn't that. have to get onto Slack and be like, I'm here guys, I'm here, don't worry. I got to go grab a coffee whenever I wanted, but it is a little scary being like, all right, game's on. Like I gotta start yeah. generating income, I gotta pay rent. Did you have the pull to your pocket of like wanting to check if you had any emails totally, coming in? Totally, totally. Yeah. Even Friday night at 6 p.m. out of habit, just grab the phone, check Slack, oh, locked out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right, right. Like, that's a okay. thing. It's freeing, but you know, like sh now it's game time, which is fun. It's exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be interesting, I think, to see like yeah, those like little habits. How long it takes to break them? I feel yeah. like of like even just like the, I feel even like sometimes like the watching over your shoulder to be like, oh, am I like, am I doing enough work or this or that or oh, I'm still online like that type of stuff. So yeah. I find that really interesting that you now get to be free of that. We'll get to all of the like, you like how you found yourself on the self employment journey and stuff earlier. But before I want to like introduce you to our audience and talk a little bit more about your creator journey and how you ended up here and how we ended up talking at this table. Have you always been someone that's like created content or like is this something that's like came naturally to you or is it kind of newer? It was definitely a 2020 moment as a lot of creators yeah. that happened. I was sitting at home. I needed a safe hobby to do at home to fill the time after work. 
And I realized that my skin wasn't in a great state. I never wore sunscreen as a kid, and I was probably the worst person to not wear sunscreen. I was trying to keep up with my tanned friends. <laughs> and so I was sort of looking in the mirror at around 25, and I'm like, damn, I have a lot of sun damage. So I started to look into it. I started to watch YouTube videos. I got really into like the science behind skincare. And then I would bother my poor fiance every night at the dinner table where I'd be like, niacinamide is super cool, and here's why, and here's the optimal percentage. <laughs> and he's like, great. Like, he was super supportive. But he said, why don't you try and form a community that kind of cares more than I do? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Like, yeah, I love that though. Like, respectfully, like, yeah, just like talk about it on the internet. Yeah, like yeah. maybe <laughs> pick people that care. I'm like, got it. Message received. So I did just that. I actually started a YouTube channel first and I got really good feedback there. So I created an Insta page, did that for a few years, just like went with it. I, I the thought of it was very cringy, but I'm like, I got to kill that and just go for it. Yeah, of course. And so I did that. And then it just kept moving. I was probably the last person to get on TikTok, but I finally did it when Instagram Reels came out. Because I'm like, I'll just yeah. repost them to TikTok. For and sure. then TikTok was the biggest hit the in one, the end. Yeah. yeah, the one that actually like takes off. Yeah. yeah Had stuff. you produced any kind of content before that? I know you're like, maybe you're sharing with family and friends on Instagram yeah. or something like that. But it's a little bit different to be diving into maybe like the science behind skincare and yeah. like, different routines <laughs> yeah. and stuff and sharing that with an audience. Yeah, it was wild. I was a pretty private person, but thinking back, my friends were like, but you always had your phone out in high school and you were always Snapchatting, you were always creating stuff, even yeah. if it was just for like the five of us, mm -hmm. you were always the person that captured the moment. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. So it was there. I just had to like get it a bit farther out. And getting over the cringe part is also a very difficult part. Like we've all been there. I felt like, but that's where like 2020 had some like magical power almost because it was like, well, the world Cringe is ending, so it didn't really, like, well, 100%. The whole pandemic, yeah. It fully didn't because it was like, well, we're all just at home. Like, what else am I supposed to well, do? I see people putting that now, like kind of a resurgence of the, you know, the ins and out list before mm -hmm. around New Year's. People, everyone's saying cringe is in. Cringe yeah. is in. Cringe well, is in. Well, it's like, it's, yeah, why not? It's like, who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Of course, yeah. Who cares? And it's, it's also like, especially with like this world, I find it hilarious that like people still like cringe at like social media and stuff like that when it's like, the second though that someone becomes successful on it, it's not cringy anymore, but it's like, okay, yeah. you know what I mean? It's that yeah. like idea that was like, oh, it was only cringy when I was doing it at the beginning, but yep. now that you're successful in it, that's when it's not cringy. That's when it's cool. And that's when you want to know like, oh, how much money are you making? Or, oh, exactly. like, how do you get all this free stuff? Like, that's mm -hmm. when it becomes cool. How was mm -hmm. the transition for you then between like, you know, Snapchatting to five, a group of like <laughs> close five friends to then sharing it to the world and then clearly building up a community of people who are engaging with your content that you have no idea who they are. Yeah. What's that like and how was the transition there? That blew my mind because at the very beginning, I think a lot of people created pages during the pandemic to also do the same thing. Yeah. So it was a lot of community of like fellow influencers where there was just like love and support and that was fantastic. But TikTok was a new level where I'd go viral and then I'd get that like mass audience of people that did not agree or did not like right. the post mm -hmm. and you get that first wave of hate. And it's like, oh my God, like it's like keeps you up at night. But once you get past that and you realize like that's their opinion, it's okay. It's a really neat space to be in where you have really thick skin and you just continue to post what you're doing, who you are, and then you find those people that care and they want to do it. I think that's so cool. And I realize now, like I sort of have like a mantra if someone comments if everyone comments and they agree and we're all happy with my video it didn't go viral enough it didn't reach enough people right. i need someone to be like i don't like this or that offended me or something like that because i'm like okay it's reaching enough people 
And is it like people getting offended over like skincare? Like what are those things that you think people get the most offended over when you're making something? Or is it like literally any part of life? Because it's like everyone just wants to argue. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think that's the world anyway, right? Like even if you're not talking about a topic that is strictly like black or white and you have uh, or or there are strong opinions on either side, I Mm -hmm. should say, there's always going to be someone who maybe disagrees with a little point about like, no, you shouldn't (laughs) skincare routine, for example, like, oh, you should do this one before that product and this and that. Like there are going to be differing opinions. And I think you're right. It's, yeah. it's probably a good sign if someone's disagreeing that it is reaching that wider audience, even though that might be tough to like yeah. start to deal with if you're getting, yeah, you know, a little bit of not hate, but like people disagreeing with you. I know that that's not easy to. No. So to you're saying with. that you saw specifically like a lot more growth like on TikTok. Yeah. Um, when did you really notice like a, a change like in this past like year or so was it or like when did you really notice a shift? It was funny this time last year, yesterday to the day. I posted a TikTok where I finally reached 10K and now I'm at 250K. Oh, wow. So it's kind of insane to see that progress because I've worked for my nine to five in a tech startup. So I'm always used to pace. But when you look back, it's like this is actually kind of insane. Yeah. So I think that was a really big turning point. I went to a Tampa Bay game and the arena fit 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. And looking around, I'm like, oh, God, I'm at 10,000 people right now. Like, maybe one day I'll be at 20,000. So to think there's 250,000 people watching my videos sometimes is just bonkers. So I think that was a turning point. But each day I kind of wake up and I'm like, 50,000 people watched my video today. And I'm just talking about concealer. Like this Mm -hmm. is so wild. But that's why I love the internet. That's like a really healthy way of looking at it. Because I mean, I'm really bad at like, forgetting that numbers are people like it's like, it's a disassociation. And I think it's like, really easy for people to get caught up in numbers as opposed to people because when you start looking at those people that are watching them you're right it's like i've done it too where it's like on my bud stage i'm like oh my god like this is like more people will watch my video tonight from this concert than that are sitting at this concert which is crazy when you put it that way but like it's it's even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So that's a really healthy thing that if you were like, if you already know, understand that, because I just find that it's so easy to get caught up in like a number versus a human being, mm-hmm. which is a very difficult thing. Okay. I do want to talk about going back to quitting your job mm-hmm. recently, because I was watching a video that you put out. And I just want to make sure that I get it right. You mentioned that you've been lacking self-purpose and that yeah. was maybe one of the reasons to like switch up, uh, I guess, your career at the moment. Yeah. I think that's something that often a lot of people would feel as well. Mm-hmm. Not just someone who's looking for a career shift, but it's tough to try to find your life purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's 
maybe phrased in like a, you know, a huge, big, bigger like, than pie. I bigger was like, you're asking her life's purpose as a big pie in this but question. As someone who included that in a video, you yeah. know, over the next, say, 90 days, I think you, you mentioned of wanting to explore this without a you know full-time job that mm-hmm. you've just left. How do you do that? Like, how do you approach, you know, getting back to, you know, finding what you're passionate about? Yeah, I think I realized, like, I had to ask myself, it was the Barbie movie. It was the Barbie movie that did it. And she's like, I what was that. I made for? I'm like, what am I made for? That's really what did that's it like, but That's true. I get no, that, yeah. though. Like, why that. am I, what am I doing? Like, I, I, I enjoyed my job, but I was definitely solving for others instead of myself. And I was putting others first, which we all do, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it was just getting to a point where I wasn't healthy. Um, even my sister was like, we don't really, like, hang anymore. And she's, like, my best friend. So Aww. I was like, oh, 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 oh. Oh, and like, if, she's was, like, if it's enough for her to point it out, then yeah, that's like, Yeah, yeah, like, that was big for her to do that so I was like okay like why how am I spending my day why am I spending my day that way and like if I don't have my health if I don't have my family then what am I doing it for so I think in the next 90 days what's really cool about content creation is I can go explore and also share so I'm like doing a double whammy where Mm -hmm. I'll go do a baking class and see if I like that I'll go like Mm -hmm. try taekwondo and see if I like that and just see what matters to me but I'm excited it's kind of like those shows where you watch documentaries of someone like going around the world and trying new things it's gonna be me the next few months what was the response like when you posted the video it was really positive which was great but I think we can all agree that it takes a few negative comments Mm -hmm. to hone in on that like tunnel vision which always happens I'm getting better at it though but of course there were folks that looked up to me because I could juggle it all for sure so they were upset that I quit but even though you know I said I'm not healthy I'm not happy like you like the the one thing I really loved is that you laid it out um like every single thing that you're like these are the exact reasons why but it's the internet there's always gonna be people that are still there's always gonna be people upset with it yeah and it was too bad and I never said you know I'm living this easy life now like look at me I'm gonna be a full-time influencer forever I just said I just need to figure things out maybe Mm -hmm. I'll start a business I'll figure it out but people were like wow this sucks unfollow uh, do you think I think it also has to do with just because like I get those types of comments all the time I still have my nine to five job but I was tagged in I was telling you like at the break I was tagged in this video like 50 to 100 times of this girl being like when your favorite nine to five influencer quits her job to become an influencer full-time and I got tagged in a million times being like if Sarah ever does this like I'm like Sarah can't do this at like all of these things like and it's almost like they don't think that I can see it <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. I don't know but they're being tagged in it um but and it, so it's like this weird like pressure almost I feel like did you feel that at all like before quitting like this weird pressure of like oh but like will they not see me as relatable anymore if I like do leave? yeah yeah because I was telling a few people like I think I'm gonna do it and they're like oh but you're like known as the corporate TikToker mm-hmm. I'm like well I don't have to be known as that right? yeah like, and you yeah. can evolve oh that's a healthy yeah. that's a really healthy way to look at it though that you can evolve and like you change and you have to you have to and that's the thing about the like the absolutes too because I know like because you um made a video in the past like saying that you like maybe like wouldn't become a, like a full-time influencer or yeah. whatever that means but that doesn't necessarily mean one people change their minds yep. but two like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not gonna um do other things exactly well i think you kind of alluded to that too and like going to cooking classes and trying new hobbies and and maybe what you're sharing isn't like directly career focused with mm-hmm. a, you know traditional nine to five but that mm-hmm. is i think your rates are like that's almost the exact opposite because you then have or will have a ton of new opportunities to be able to create content and share yeah. that with people. And I would almost argue that, I hope that this is the case, that like your audience maybe picks up on then that this, maybe they wanna reflect themselves in someone who's trying new things and yeah. going outside of their box as opposed to just being able to juggle it. Cause I think that that sometimes can get toxic mm-hmm. with creators online as well, is that like, <laughs> 
You both probably know this. Exactly. You're like, like looking I'm at sitting, me while I'm doing it. I'm, You're like looking at me. Well, I'm sitting with I'm both leaving. of you. That, like, I'm leaving the show. No, it's, it's, right. it's true. It's the, it's true. It's the grind set. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And yeah. I know that's why like I, I let everyone know my mental health is in the dumpster. <laughs> I just, it's no, but it's, it's like this weird, like, Oh God, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, especially if you're just naturally busy about it. Like when you put in your like, um, it looked like your media kit and it said like, I don't sit still. I'm the same way naturally. Like I just love to do a lot of things. But then when you add in like people watching it and social media on top of it, then you feel like you have to do even more things because there's people watching and then it's like this weird rat race. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you still have this job that you like love and you like worked so hard for and it's like this career that's like, that's the thing that you thought you were going to do. But then now you have this other thing and you can't be 100% in everything. Yeah. Instead, you're doing like 20% here, mm-hmm. 15 here. And that's like the hardest thing for people to grasp and comprehend is that like you can't, you're dragging yourself like so thin into like, 90 million directions yeah that wasn't fair for my team with my nine to five I had a small team I was a manager they all watched my TikToks which was hilarious but it was it was a great healthy relationship but I couldn't give them my all which was not fair so I had to cut the cord because I have to be like the best manager to them it's only Mm -hmm. fair but I couldn't because my mind was like oh yeah I gotta make those two TikToks maybe I can leave around four to catch the sunlight like it just wasn't but those are like real things, especially when you're doing the sunlight thing is like the realest thing ever. Me being like, Jacob, I can't film this ad today because I'm not getting home until 6.30 after work and I need sunshine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, so I actually, I don't think actually most, if most people know this, like that are listening, I switched jobs in April. Like I'm still a producer and I still do the same thing, but I actually moved from a managerial based job where I manage people's day to day to a project based job purposely because of that, because I basically went to my boss and said, I'm either leaving because I can't, it's not fair. Like, and I know, I know if like I have a day, even if I'm not actually slacking, but I feel like I am mm-hmm. like my audience, like my, I just called my audience, my, um, my, my, like coworkers, like my team can go and look online and be like, Oh, well, Sarah had enough time. She left early to go to an event or something like, like they can look at it that mm-hmm. way. Even if that's not factually true, I understand that relationship where they could do that. You're right. It's like not fair to them. So mm-hmm. I switched into a project-based position where I'm working on projects instead of people and it was like night and day because when you want to be the best version of yourself for all of them especially it's not fair for their career growth well it's also not fair to yourself too at the Mm -hmm. like first and foremost right like you can do be your best version of yourself for like everyone else that you have responsibilities for but also like I think you referred to it at the beginning of the podcast of like if you're not you know you're seeing holes your sister's texting you and be like hey we haven't hung out in a while Mm -hmm. you know you also probably owe that to yourself to be like okay maybe i'll (laughs) figure something out and cut ties with something that's maybe no longer serving you right how did you find like so you know you'd said like you're gonna give like the soft lifestyle like 90 days (laughs) um what like do you think this like it's like a court it's like a corporate brain like a quarter is that like how you're thinking like giving yourself q1 to be so (laughs) trust me i've already forecasted the budget i've done all of that yeah like and that's what's fun about working a white collar job that we have there's a lot of transferable skills to this influencer 100%. lifestyle like there's so many things with business there's acronyms there's you know budgeting invoicing all of that even just like going through um, agreements because I worked in HR I was constantly going through employment agreements service agreements and so to have influencer agreements I'm like no we're amending that we're redlining that and so that's been really fun nowadays most of us are remote workers mm-hmm. so that really helps so zoom is a easy tool for us we can hop on there we got our lighting in check so that's like no problem <laughs> and 
brands, they actually rarely want to hop on a call, but when they do, they love it. Like they light up Mm -hmm. and they love to see who's behind the camera. So that's, I don't get nervous about things like that when I would have probably. Um, and I think there's a lot of like corporate lingo around quarters, H1, H2, KPIs, Mm -hmm. and that can be incredibly intimidating. Even if it's a quick Google, you might not know how to integrate it into your language, Mm -hmm. but for us, sometimes it's second nature as much as we kind of hate the acronym lingos. Um, and then just legal documents. Again, this depends on your position but for me in HR I was very comfortable with legal documents just sort of challenging certain clauses and things like that but I do think that's why a lot of people get management because it's the legal documents that are Mm -hmm. so scary because you're tied to them so that's hard but yeah but at the same time I also agreed to start getting management which again a lot of people were mad at you which is present yourself why? okay yeah yeah I'm so oh my god why not it's such a lonely industry like you don't really have co-workers you don't have a boss yeah and so to have like a friend on your side that's like i'm gonna check your emails i'm gonna figure it that's out that's insane you. that people would be mad about that because like i think that's people not understanding necessarily what a manager does i don't think so because like right. they do more than i mean like i don't know about other people's managers out there but like i talk to jacob more than anybody else in my <laughs> life i don't know about other people out there but i think it's like it they don't realize it's not just like Jacob like reviews a contract so it's good to sign then takes a percentage like that's not how it works it's like also like we'll have meetings to like ideate and like they care about like your brand building as well and like maybe they'll host a podcast with you one day like (laughs) I think they just maybe that's a misunderstanding of understanding what like maybe like I think people think of ma- uh, managers as like traditional agents kind of like like TV yeah, agents and stuff a lot of the time that's like, yeah uh, your team that's like oh you've, you've made it big yeah, yeah. exactly uh, that yeah. was a question that I did have for you actually because that uh, being on the talent manager side of this equation I'm always so interested when a creator is like you know what maybe it's time for an mm-hmm. extra set of hands mm-hmm. like what was the moment that that kind of happened for you or what was the yeah the, the reason that you're like maybe let's explore this management thing Yeah, it was about five months ago when I was still working full time. I was getting burnt out and I was like, I just need to outsource this because I would close one laptop at the end of the day and then open the other. Mm -hmm. So it's just becoming too much. But um, I was in a trial period and I kept that going even after I decided that I wanted to quit because I had such good camaraderie with my manager. Yeah. And they have so many resources that I will never have. So say I want to work with XYZ brand, my manager will be like, oh, I know four people that work there. Let me let me go for coffee with them. We'll talk to them. And I'm like, cool. Like, I don't yeah. know them. Like, I would yeah. just cold email, like, info at whatever. So it's been really nice. And I've met so many other creators that are represented by them as well. So that's been really fun. That's really helpful. Yeah, I just think uh, I... I I don't know how you both feel about this, but I struggle with the idea that people assume someone's not relatable just because they're not um, doing the thing that maybe they were doing when someone first followed them, right? And I think, like, especially for you, those people that maybe they're commenting, like, unfollow, whatever, those aren't the people that you want growing with you anyways. Because then, if anything, like, maybe over these 90 days, not even just the 90, but, like, however long, like, if you start a new business venture, if you do this or that, like, the people that follow along for that will never know you as the corporate girly before. Yeah, yeah, they'll those, never know those it. people are not growing with you, by the way, as well. Because exactly. those people are stuck in the past. <laughs> <laughs> any, any growth requires that there has to be some kind of change, right? That's so true. like you have to, yeah. And I also think it's just like such a weird double-edged sword, but it's like the people that watch you and like, they like want you it's like people want you to grow but only to a certain some people want you to grow to like a certain extent mm-hmm. it's like it's like we want you to be successful and big but not so big that then everything you do changes and that you now i don't see myself i in still you want my comments to be the top on your <laughs> like, yeah, do you feel do you feel the pressure from an, your audience now that say you wake up today and this is your first day being um you self-employed. Know, self-employed do you feel the pressure to get videos out there and hopefully people <laughs> kind of respond well to this change 
I think so, yeah, because now, like, the heat is on. Before, it was like, I have my income. This is just for fun, yeah. and it makes a bit more money. But, like, who cares? I don't care what people think. I don't care if I'm relatable. But now I'm kind of like, ooh, like, what do the people want? <laughs> like, what do they yeah. want to see? But I'm still going to stick with my guns. I think, like, authenticity is my main core value. If I'm not putting out me and what I care about, it's going to be boring. It's going to be hard. I'm going to be putting up barriers for myself. So I just have to keep it real or else I'm not going to. I know in the, the video that I referenced previously, you also hinted at potential starting a company of your own yeah. in the future mm-hmm. is that Jacob's always looking for the tea he wants the scoop mm. is, is there <laughs> well is there a scoop like do you have something that you're cooking up what, what are you interested in and, and what might you can be give the us, future you can give us broad you can give yeah. us big yeah. line you don't have to tell us the name give us the the specifics. Specifics. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you some hints I don't even have an elevator pitch yet or else I'd give more I learned in business school that you should share your ideas as much as possible because if you don't have any competitors that's kind of a problem there's something wrong there yeah and if it's easily if it can be easily stolen you're not the person to build it you don't have the secret sauce so with all that being said i have noticed in the creator space that there's not enough communities just for creators there's a lot of third-party platforms that hook you up with other companies for deals but there's no space for just like a creator guild like for us to just go hang out learn from each other learn what the heck the analytics are doing this week, things like that. And so I think there's an opportunity there. As mentioned, it's a very lonely community, no coworkers, mm-hmm. no boss. So I'm sort of cooking up a bit of like a membership thing. Ooh, I oh, like I like it. that. Yeah. I'll subscribe. I don't even have to be told anything else. Like, comment, <laughs> subscribe. Sold. I'll do it. I'm sold. Speaking of me liking the tea then too, it's like if, if agencies and brands aren't involved, it's like then you can get some good tea in there too. That's the thing. You know? like it would I'll be... come spill all tea. <laughs> yeah, no, I have lots of opinions real. if Who's you black want li- them. What brands are blacklisted? <laughs> no, like, Who has our, awful briefs? Our community would be so tightly held. It would be incredibly inclusive, but like no managers, no companies. Sorry, Jacob. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you the newsletter. But that's it. Are you technically a creator if you're on this show? Kind of. Uh, you're like 50-50. I ride the line, but I'll, I'll exclude myself from this conversation. <laughs> I understand it, the need for But I actually like think that. that's like, because even just like speaking to more creators in general, like I remember coming out of like the pandemic and like being invited like first events and stuff like that and it's like so mortifying and when you don't know anybody and stuff like that it's like being a new kid at a new school mm-hmm. and then even now it's weird that when I've been doing it for a few years and now it's like you know people but you don't really know some people it's like the same faces you see all the time and then it's less like real conversations and like real like authentic like chats with people so I think you're like right that's a much needed space because it's like everyone kind of wants to talk about that stuff but no one knows how to do it and a lot of people are naturally introverts that are creators Mm -hmm. that most people don't realize I'm a natural extrovert I think I freak the fuck out of people (laughs) when I come out like my my one friend Chelsea will never forget we'd met at an event and then I like had said oh we should like grab a drink sometime and then like two days later I text her I'm like so like when do you want to go grab a drink and she responds wait like you were serious like you actually like are planning to and so we met up for like dinner and she was like I've never had someone actually follow up well I feel up. like there's a lot of wow. fake you know like yeah. we should get dinner at these types of events a lot of the a time. lot or like we should totally hang out and then yeah. it never, it never actually happens. happens yeah which like as a planner and like a doer I'm like okay so fuck I'm telling we're actually gonna do it mm-hmm. so that's like a but that's a great idea because I think like foster a real community yeah not, like the facade real. of one I nope. like that yeah. yeah with people you're right like I, I you said it multiple times and it actually really holds true like there's no um co-workers there's no man like there's no colleagues you yeah. have to kind of look at them as everyone as your colleagues but mm-hmm. then again there's no like water cooler talk like there's no like place or like no, no. where you can all come to come together I love that when yeah. did you start like thinking about that as like a 
possible like business venture. I went to a really cool dinner with hashtag paid actually. Mm-hmm. They hosted a dinner with two creators and 20 marketers. We oh, interesting. a crazy long table. And the creator and I got up and we started talking about our journeys and things like that. And I just got so much energy from it, even though I was only with one other creator. Mm-hmm. But just like asking questions and hearing from people and having that that um, that camaraderie was really important. And I came home and I was like, okay, where is that? Like, we're going to get yeah. more of that. And that had to be a company hosting that. So I just think that there's a huge miss there. So I want to set something up and it'll like, I feel like I already have the slogan. It's going to be really community over competition because I feel like a lot of people see oh, each other that. as competition. Yes. Like, true. You and I could be like, no, I'm getting that brand deal. And you're like, listen, <laughs> I'm and it's like, why can't we both work together to ensure that we get what we need? Like learning from each other, knowing, you know, actually I have a contact at that company. I'm not working with mm-hmm. them anymore here you go that's so true I talked with that with um because my first two real creator friends were Julia and Naomi and like we like honestly like there was this moment we're in the back of an uber going to an event together and we all finally like shared our rates and it was I will never forget it was like this like rate (gasps) transparency and we and we started talking about it and it was crazy because we all like like realized we were like in the same realm and like she like she roughly like charges but it was just became the same we were like oh my god like why were we not talking about this earlier like oh this place sucked well they tried to offer me this Mm. oh really because I got that like it was this incredible like moment where we just could like breathe and be like oh my god like how are we not talking about this sooner because it's you're right like there's no other like can't just like google it like or anything like that and like and i've never seen those girls as competition and that's like the best way possible i'll get to comments like that all the time on tiktok and And sometimes like it's been the case where you haven't been able to do something but we've passed it to to somebody else yeah that's exactly yeah when you're like because why not elevate the community like the community yeah not necessarily people who are trying to be your competition but the community around you because that's going to come back to you absolutely and it's it's like abundance mentality like it's like if you see your friends being successful like if I see like a brand that I'd love to work with work with people that are my friends and I'm like that's fucking cool because then that's like one that means they're working with creators which is already like a check mark like hello that's great and then two it means okay then maybe that means I get to work with them one day or maybe that means like like there'll be more opportunities like abundance mentality like mm-hmm. thinking that everybody can like be and there's a, then grow. there's accountability on the brand side as well right, right? is if they know that everyone knows not, everybody yeah, and <laughs> oh, for real. yeah i feel like for yeah. a long time like i've been in working in the business for a long time and, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit different now because there is a little bit more chatter and community and whatnot mm-hmm. than there was in the early mm-hmm. days of it but like for the longest time there has been we're like brands or this mentality that the brands kind of have the upper hand and you know maybe mm-hmm. i'll just accept what someone gives me especially yeah. with someone who doesn't know what they should be charging mm-hmm. like they blow up on tiktok or something out of nowhere and they're getting all these brand deal opportunities and they're taking like a hundred dollars for like a six video deal or something just because they don't know any better yeah um yeah, yeah i think that community would also like remove some predatory behavior in that sense which is always a good thing and it's like, it's making me put my HR cap back on because Ontario is getting really close to doing salary transparency mm-hmm. for any jobs under 100K. So we're getting close to that. BC's already on it. So many states in the US. So it makes you kind of wonder, what about creators? Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's ever going to become a thing. Makes you wonder, so. I also have a question that's totally not related to anything. We've, this is a great discussion, but I see the rock on your hand and I need to know <laughs> if you're going to make <laughs> Zoom in I, I need to, I'm just, I'm blinded. I need to know if we're going to get wedding content or like wedding planning content I am going to be the worst bride but I'm gonna try what's so funny is I was obsessed with weddings when I was like 12 to 14 like say yes to the dress for weddings I would binge it I had the craziest 24 7 (laughs) (laughs) I had the craziest Pinterest board which looking back already I'm like that was a choice but it's weird the older I get the more I'm like okay yeah let's do the damn thing I want to keep it small I want to keep it 
fun. I want to yeah. have a party. I don't want it to be intense, but I do want to keep the traditions of like walking down the aisle, of having my dress. So yes, it will happen. The first thing on my fun employed checklist for the week is to start planning. So I have to put together <gasps> my checklist. That's so exciting. I, I am very excited. That's yeah. so exciting. That's such. My girlfriends and I were just talking about this this weekend. But we, if you scroll through your, because our one friend's engaged, we're like, oh, if you started like using Pinterest, she goes, yeah, I had to delete my Pinterest and start a new one because she goes, I looked at my like stuff that I pinned even five years ago, and she's like, no way, like burlap, and like you know, like mason when jars, those were like, mason jars, <laughs> when those were trends, yeah, yeah, and it's so funny to like see. But I'm so wow, I'm so excited to follow along on the wedding plan. I just love a party and I love events, yeah. so. Like, I love watching people plan parties and events. So I'm yeah. excited to follow along. Okay, I'm going to need your help. Oh, my God. I will gladly help. Like, <laughs> me, like, inviting myself. I will gladly help. I'll just put on the headset. I've always wanted to put on the headset. Need and like MCs? Do Actually, MCs? do you want to, oh, for real. Do you want to know what my new thing is? This is so obnoxious. All of my friends on New Year's Eve that were, like, coupled up. I was like, I don't want to be a bridesmaid. I want to marry you all. And they're like, oh, like the officiant. Yeah, I want to be the officiant. Isn't oh. that fucking cool? Isn't that so much cooler? Yes. My friend's doing, my yes. friend at work is like one of her best friends is marrying the two of them. That's fun. And I'm like, that's so much cooler. That was going to be one of my um, my COVID hobbies was to get certified. Oh. I wanted to do it 100%. But now, because so many. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. People are. Like, it was kind of like a real estate license. It's different. Everyone no, got it's it. hard now. It's so hard. You have to be so religious and, like, dedicated to the oh cause. My God. I don't go to church. I know. I don't say him or ever for me. Um, <laughs> so it's like, no, but it's like, I, it's so hard. I looked at it today. I was Googling it at work. And they're like, no, you basically have to, like, get married ahead of time. And then, like, yeah. this, this ceremony's like, um, my like if you want a friend to do it, if you yeah, want a friend to do it, they had like the official officiant like off to the side who like <gasps> oh, observed. That's smart. So you still pay them to do it, and they like signed the license oh, or whatever. Yeah. But the friend still did the. I think they had to do one line. Britt listens like that, to this but podcast. Then the friend Brit, had to do did everything else. Britt McLean, Love you it. listen to this podcast. I know you do every single week. You should just do that. Yeah, she's the a, one that's having a, a friend. There's for sure work around. Yeah, it's really hard in Ontario. You're right, like because it's like. I would love that. Just marrying people. That'd be so fun. Why not? Oh, my God. Okay, so for the people that don't know, well, they know who you are now, but for the people that didn't, where can they find you? And I don't know, what exciting things do you have coming up? Mm. I am Care with Kate on everything, and that came out of skincare. With okay, Kate. I'm glad. I guessed that in my head. I was like, I don't want to ask. It's really embarrassing if that <laughs> it is not what it's over there. It, crosses over <laughs> it was so hard to find a new username on like all platforms yeah. during COVID. So that's as good as it got. But some people think it's just like I care a lot. Self care could be worse. Could be lots of things. Could be like I don't care. You do. That's me on everything these days. And I think really I'd love to just continue to expand. So I want to get back on YouTube. I want to build a Pinterest page where people can go check out cool stuff there and just like explore. I would love to be a bit of a thought leader in the community, connect people, make sure everyone has a fighting chance. I think that's really what I want to do. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Good. I'm glad. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking Fast. We're here every single Wednesday. Like, comment, subscribe. Leave five-star reviews. Only five-star reviews in 2024. That's the rules. I don't make them up. Uh, Please... 
No, I don't know what else I was going to say. I have, this is my first episode back, guys. You have to forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye.